Sunstruck with Clark and Alyssa. Well, I definitely had a moment that I wasn't sure how to react to in this chapter. Oh. Alyssa. Oh, dear. Yeah. What? Well, we'll get into it a little bit, but uh, first, uh, just to let everyone know, we are talking about chapter 16 of Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets. 15. 15. 15. I'm not going to do what I did last episode and get it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> well, I did some of the notes today, so I think chapter I Chapter right. 15. You did. You mm. did a nice job. So what are we, what are we uh, talking about today? Aragog. Aragog. Not, not Ragnarok. <laughs> <laughs> it's close, though. <laughs> it's close. <laughs> Can you imagine if that were Voldemort's brother? The spider the whole time? Mm-hmm. That'd be awkward, right? What do those family reunions look like? I don't know. Not a lot of stuff to smell. A lot like one side of the family trying to eat the other side of the family, I bet. <laughs> so pretty much the same as everyone's, yeah. really. Thanksgiving. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. So in this chapter... Um, what happens? Yeah, I'll let you sum it up. Uh, so Harry and Ron follow the spiders into the Forbidden Forest, where they meet Aragog. They learn the spider isn't Slytherin's monster and are rescued by the Weasley's flying car. Hmm. Turns out there is a giant spider in this book. I'm not going to say I you... called it, but I had a pretty good hunch that there was a giant spider in this book. It's, uh, I have a theory as uh-huh. to that. Um, it's a uh, uh, full disclosure, not my theory, my roommate's theory. Mm-hmm. My roommate has a theory that mm-hmm. uh, you called that. And uh, something else that we'll read about in the next chapter. Ooh. Um, because... Is it the basilisk eating the phoenix, which then explodes in his stomach? Because if that happens, I will... Uh, the first part of that, the basilisk. Okay. Well... <laughs> <laughs> you were convinced there was a giant snake and a giant spider. And I think that it was because the way that... Like, this movie was really promoted a lot and, mm. like, had a lot of... A lot of, uh, like, ABC family would run it all the time, and then they would have a preview. Oh. And both of those things, I think, were in the preview. Of, both uh, the spider th- and the giant lizard mm-hmm. thing? Like, like, allusions to giant spider and allusions to giant, giant snake. snake. Okay. So it's just pure marketing, you think? It's, I 100% think it's the zeitgeist. I don't think you mm. called it out of the blue. Are you kidding me? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and there's snakes on the cover of the book, and like, yeah. But the giant spider part, you were you were convinced from page one of the first book. This is true. <laughs> this is true. I'm going to call it Shelob's Zeitgeist. Mm. That's the name of this uh, situation. So that's a good name. Anyway, um, <laughs> not as good as the metal band we came up with before the episode. <laughs> Shoot, what was, was it? <laughs> Oh yeah, you were wondering it, um, why why on earth the giant spider is speaking English mm-hmm, mm-hmm. when there is a whole language for snakes, parcel tongue. Yeah. So we came up with arachnatongue, Ara- arachnamouth, arachnamouth. <laughs> and then we're like, that is a metal band if I've ever heard it. <laughs> we are arachnamouth. <laughs> wow. Yep. Off to a great start. Yeah. Um, We're enjoying ourselves. We are enjoying ourselves. Yet again, Alyssa and I are are snowed in. Yeah, uh, we broke a snow record today, by the way. Um, There was more snow in the month of December than was in all of last year. In all of last year? Mm -hmm. Holy cow. And more snow in December than... um, It it, it was a 61-year record. Wow. That's awesome. On that, I, I think for the month. 
So yep. that's what we're doing. I got yep. new tires. I'm in a good mood. And um, I got new tires like a week ago. I'm still just riding that high. It's it's a brilliant thing to be able to get through snow. It's real nice. Anyway, no anyway. one cares about the weather. Nope. <laughs> so um, <sighs> Dumbledore's been dismantled, taken taken away. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> Fumbledore, as it were. Uh, mm. And Snape is the new, or what was it? Not Whoa. Snape is the new headmaster. You have, a, you have a note in here. So McGonagall's headmaster. Yes. And you have a question in here about Snape as a headmaster? Well, yeah, because Malfoy has this conversation with Snape where right. he's like, oh, you, you could totally be the headmaster. And Snape got this stupid little smile on his face. And my question is, how would Snape fix this problem? How would Snape make this any better? Like, does he really think, like, oh, I could really do this better than Dumbledore? Uh, like, I know he wants to be a Defense Against Dark Arts teacher, but, like, would he just let it happen? He's like, mm. well, guess there's going to be something that cures half-bloods, and, you know, I guess we'll just have to change to a pure-blood-only school. It's the only way to be safe. Like, what What does Snape really think he could do better than Dumbledore? Mm. I guess. That smile was weird. It did throw me off a little bit. I'm like, that's a weird... I, I think... Um... Perhaps it's just, like, Snape doesn't even know how to handle open praise. No one oh. ever really gives it to him. And that was just some person giving the, their utmost confidence mm. in him of, like, you would be awesome. <laughs> and he has just, like, a dream moment of, like, yes, that would. It would be sunshine and daisies. Yeah, yeah. And, and okay. we have those moments when they're unrealistic and okay. the so, actual logistics wouldn't work. So it wasn't like a malicious, like, oh, yes, everything's coming together smile. It was more of just like, a, huh, yeah, that's a nice thought. Or it could be he's sitting there imagining, yes, and then it would be a pure blood only mm. school. Because these people are very racist. Mm-hmm. Especially because Malfoy goes on to say, well, it's a matter of time before it starts killing someone. Too bad it wasn't Hermione, right? Yeah. Right? What? And I'm like, you should be expelled. You are a dangerous creature. I if think you are that... just okay, not expelled, but like, that's not okay. I think in a muggle school, that might be an expellable offense. That's like, Dude, that... we, we've expelled kids for less uh, intense death threat type things. Right? Yeah, that's like saying like, man, if someone came in here and shot you with a gun, that'd be great. It's like, whoa, dude, don't. Yeah, that's that's how you are no longer that. a student here. And it's a private school. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like, you, we can really boot you. <laughs> yeah. So I read that and I'm like, wow, is there not some line where Snape's like, okay, chill out here. Like, calm down there, buddy. We're not <laughs> we're not really hoping that everybody dies, all right? I don't think Snape's too concerned with uh, making sure Malfoy's uh, humanity is in a healthy place. <laughs> so so <laughs> I'm going to use that to kind of branch to another uh, area of discussion here, where the teachers are really bad at adhering to any form of structure or system or rules, like a buddy system. For example, and and that makes it so that Harry and Ron can get out easily. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, never mind the fact that they have an invisibility cloak. So it was yeah. already going to be easy. Now that they've actually acknowledged that they have an invisibility cloak, <laughs> now that that's needed. <laughs> um, yeah, there's the the interesting uh, Lockhart who is just goaded into letting them go free because mm-hmm. he believes that He's lazy that the problem is gone. Yeah, he believes that Hagrid. With Hagrid being gone, there's just... It, they also put the lizard in handcuffs, too, apparently. Not snake, not lizard. But, like, because Hagrid's gone, the monster's gone. So... 
Yeah, he. I don't, I don't know if that's. Did so he so he believes it. You think that? I think he believes that Hagrid. I mean, hmm. It's hard because he did tell Ron that he's like, I know something you don't know about this arrest. And Ron's like, I don't know, buddy. I was there for it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so it's like maybe he does know or think. Well, obviously he thinks he knows more. He always thinks he knows more. But in my mind, if he did think Hagrid really was behind it and Hagrid was the puppet master, then without the puppet master, the puppet can't do anything. Except for the puppet's alive. Yeah. He's not very smart. It's like the dog was on a leash and now the person who was on the other end of the leash isn't there. So now it's just a leashless dog. Yeah, it's a real problem. <laughs> leashless basilisk. And it's a man. We know that the... Um, it, it, it doesn't leave us with anything to make real... Um, what is it? Like ideas of who the heir could be. But it did say that it's a man. Where did it say that? Um, Moaning Myrtle. Mm. Nope. She did say she thought it was a boy. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Well, she heard a boy's voice. And then she was going to pop out and say, you can't be in here. This is a girl's restroom. And then she died. Isn't that a little gender normative? <laughs> it is, especially because that was the original heir. But who knows if the next heir, like we don't. It, it's, yeah, it could be the same person, a lot older. It could also be their daughter, granddaughter, something. Yeah. I just don't Niece, that. nephew, <clears throat> uncles, cousins, college roommate. <laughs> mm, exactly. <sighs> So, boy. Yeah, and then we have McGonagall, who, when Harry and Ron are trying to sneak around, do a they they just pull a significantly better lie out than yeah. they have ever pulled out, which is the like you know keep it close to the truth, keep it sentimental, keep yep, it yeah real sounding, and McGonagall does a surprising thing where she like chokes up and is like, of course. Go see your friend. Yeah. Which I thought was a really beautiful moment, actually. Like, it's sad that they're totally twisting it. But it's it's a little bittersweet there. But, like, clearly McGonagall's favorite student is gone. And she knows that this favorite student means a lot to these kids. Yeah. And And even though it's Harry and Ron and she, you know, is really sick of them sneaking around. I feel like she did this one for Hermione, Mm -hmm. you know. And uh, Madame Pomfrey, is that, that's the nurse, right? Mm-hmm. Tries to convince him that, you know, it's not even worth it because she can't hear you because she's petrified. Um, anyway, we're getting way off track. Yeah. Uh, Are we? We're in the chapter. Well, kind of, yeah. Uh, I guess they do find out what the basilisk is with the note in Hermione's hand. No, no, no. All of no, this came that's after. That's the next chapter. So, yeah. um Okay, so... This chapter, they just followed the spiders. Yeah. And uh, so Ernie Ernie uh, apologizes in a perfect Hufflepuff manner in Herbology yeah. to Harry and Ron. Also very sincere. Like McGonagall, he's he's like, I'm sorry I ever thought it was you. It's really blah. And then like they immediately become like chums and now they're co-conspirators. And he's like, oh, what about Malfoy? And Ron is just like, oh, good one. Yeah. Yeah, we thought that too before we did a really stupid polyjuice potion and wasted a bunch of effort. But no, we're totally smarter than you are. I don't like Ron. <laughs> I'm picking up on that. <laughs> Ron's a jerk. Wasn't there a time that you liked him because he was funny? Yeah, that's before I realized that he uh, he's kind of a stick in the mud. 
he he's just always kind of looking on the negative side of things. Yeah, it's interesting. I, I think uh, that largely has to do with he's kid number six in a family of seven. Mm. And I think when you're, it's it's sort of middle child syndrome at that point. Mm. I mean, like practically everybody's the middle child, but. Yeah, yeah. But poor Ron, like, what's his claim to fame at this point? It's being best friends with Harry Potter. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. kind of it. Playing a really awesome chess game. He did play an awesome chess game. Which was totally awesome. I'm not poo-pooing that, but um, that's one event. It's not a consistent thing. Yeah. I don't know. It's tricky. But uh, there is an apology from Ernie. And then doesn't Ernie, is that his name? Mm-hmm. Okay. Ernie McMillan. Ernie McMillan. And then the other gal is there, too. But they see... Hannah Abbott? Is that it? I'm not sure. Anyway. I don't have that written down. Um, but they see Ron and Harry talking about the spiders and they kind of like peek up and they're listening. And that leads me to wonder like, okay, so we know in the next chapter that they go down and they do this thing and obviously they don't tell an adult before they go. They bring an adult, but they don't tell McGonagall. Um, yeah, they bring the most useless adult too. Yeah, like they, they bring on they're baggage. They're such fools. Yeah. I think <laughs> they're just going to try and use him to soak up all the glare. Anyway, that's for next chapter. But I wonder if Ernie and the other gal is what's her name again? I think it's Hannah Abbott. Okay, Hannah Abbott. She's I wonder a Hufflepuff. If they're going sense. to be the ones that go to an adult and they're like, "Hey, have you seen Harry?" And they're like, "No, nobody's seen Harry." And they're like, "That's weird. We just watched him follow spiders." Like, I don't know how. I wonder if that factors in at all that they know. Nah. I uh, don't want to dump on Hufflepuff, but. I think there's maybe nothing more Hufflepuff than telling an adult. <laughs> like, that's a yeah. good thing. It's a good thing. Yeah. But, Go yeah. tell an adult. If, if anyone tells an adult, yeah, it probably is Hufflepuffs. Puff Nation. <laughs> uh. In the interest of communication, Puff yeah. Nation. <laughs> hmm. Do you think uh, the headmaster of Hufflepuff likes to be called Puff Daddy? <laughs> eh? You mean Professor Sprout? Oh, Oh, that joke so, didn't sorry to, sorry to, <laughs> sorry to oh, that's pick okay. that apart with one character's name. <laughs> <laughs> We're having a hard time staying on topic today. It's been a long day. I just so badly want to just finish reading this book, Alyssa. Do you? I really do. That's exciting to Not, me. Yeah, I mean that in a good way, obviously. Yeah, no, I that's a, like the way that you said it. I believe yeah, it. Yeah. Okay, good deal. Good You're deal. just like, this is a good book, and I want to... It's your two chapters away. I'm so close. But we should talk about spiders because that's like a pretty big part yeah. of this chapter. So, so, they, so they follow the spiders uh-huh. and go into the Forbidden Forest mm-hmm. and meet uh, a second exposition bot mm. in the forest. We love those. <laughs> it seems they run in herds in the forest. <laughs> and this one comes in the form of a giant spider giant named Aragog. Spider. Very old spider. Yeah, he's kind of like covered in moss and like he doesn't really go hunting for himself. They just kind of bring him stuff. Do spiders eat other spiders? Mm, Of another species? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, yes. Yeah. So we have all these tiny spiders that are going into the Forbidden Forest to Mm -hmm. like get away from the basilisk. But like they're running to this like big colony of spiders, I assume, for protection. But a tiny part of me is like, well, if you're planning on eating your, like, good friends' friends, 
how valuable are those tiny spiders? Are they like little canapes to you? <laughs> yeah, I think they're kind of appetizers. I don't know. I don't think spiders are they running to their, their deaths. I think they've got to have some sort of support network, and they they just eat all the other things. <sighs> Food, but it's creepy though. Mm-hmm. Like they go into the forest and they get fang. Uh, well, they get fang before they go in the forest. Oh, fang, the big scared cat. It's so funny. <laughs> I. I mean, can you imagine poor Fang? Like, he sees Hager get taken away, and then he's just alone. There are all these people, and then he's just alone in the house. That yes. breaks my heart. He must have been so sad. Except for he's a dog. And so probably every single time Hagrid leaves, he thinks this the same is true. Thing. <laughs> oh he's going to be gone forever, he thought, for the 12th time that day. Yeah. That's a very good point. <laughs> this is it. <laughs> You've returned to me. I thought it could never be. Uh, oh, I love dogs. Um, so I, I want to talk about how they go into the forest and there's a jump scare. And the car mm-hmm. comes up on them. And it turns out that it's the car. And you're thinking it's going to be a spider. But it turns out it's the car. But the car just distracts you from the fact that there's spiders behind them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought it's a this very was, cinematic moment. It was a very cinematic moment. And I thought that it showed a, a maturity in writing where she was able to unveil the spider in such a way that it, it felt right. It surprised you the same. It surprised me the same way it surprised Harry. Yeah, exactly. It's like she put up her right hand and then slapped you with their left hand. Mm-hmm. And uh, it it was fun to read. Uh, it was cinematic. And I, I thought she did a good job. She's really getting better at this. Because there was nothing like that in the first book. Nothing. Uh, yeah. I don't think. No, I, I think you're completely right. I also um, really enjoyed seeing the car again. That's yeah. maybe one of my favorite parts about this book, actually, I, is the, the car that's gone native. <laughs> I just want, like, a children's book on that car and its adventures i want to see what it's been doing you know because it's been busy <laughs> like, it's like it's gone all robinson crusoe yeah it's, it's it's probably made a friend in one of the spiders and then <laughs> tried to like teach this this spider mm-hmm, the, mm-hmm. its car ways and sort of <laughs> manufacture it rather than domesticate it you yeah know, yeah manufacture it and maybe it hauls goods for them and it gets something in return. Oh. Except for the way it blasted through there, I bet. It, I bet it's not friends with the spiders. I bet. It, I bet it's some other species. Yeah. Anyway, definitely not. So the, the car, uh, the car the distracts spiders. them, and then they get dragged for like a long time by giant spiders, which is really, uh, really freaky, really weird. I don't like it. I really, I, I liked how she did it though. I liked that they didn't just stumble on the den. Yeah, that's and, true. And they didn't hike the whole way to the den. Yeah. And I got a sense that, like, the spiders own a large part of this forest. Yeah. And and if just a scout picked them up, like, how, how vast is their domain? Yeah. Because, really, like, it, this leads me to wonder, okay, so Hagrid is responsible for all of this. This massive spider kingdom is all because he just was being Hagrid. and like brought this thing in like does Dumbledore know about this does I mean the centaurs have to know they the centaurs certainly know know. I would bet Dumbledore also knows really oh yeah you don't think Dumbledore would be like "Mm, maybe we shouldn't have a bunch of giant man-eating spiders in the forest right next to our school with children that tend to wander into the forest like I think they have a, a 
like a peace treaty. No, he was um, totally going to eat them. He was totally going to eat them because they 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 broke the rules. They invaded. They didn't invade. They did. They, the, they went in the forest, but like... It's they they stumbled upon them, but they did it intentionally. They went seeking these people. Yeah. They didn't invade violently. But they weren't that far, and how would the scouts have even known? I don't know. I just think that could have been any kid on detention. Just I think there's a away. peace treaty. I think Dumbledore is like I can't completely relocate thousands of giant spiders. I don't think he could take them. And where would I put them? Yeah. Sure, stay, like, you know, friends close, enemies closer kind of a thing. Yeah, yeah, stay in my forest, but, you know, let's let's respect each other's boundaries. Yeah. We, like, we'll keep as, like, the kids out as best we can. Hagrid, you make sure that, yeah. like, it's peaceful relations still, and you won't, you know, attack. Not gonna lie, I still think, uh, I still think Dumbledore doesn't know and Hagrid's keeping a very very big secret <laughs> I mean I think but it's, you're right I mean I what you're saying possible. is what you're saying makes a lot of sense though I agree like if if Dumbledore knows that's how it plays out for okay. sure here's uh here's my uh suggestion mm. my my uh I can't think of the right word suggestion's not the right word but here's my suggestion um Dumbledore maybe didn't know but then Hagrid dropped his his famous last words in our last chapter of uh, follow the spiders. And Dumbledore's like, you got to be kidding me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you were expelled for this crap. And you just like moved them the next lot over. <laughs> Hagrid waited until Dumbledore was out the door. D- uh, yeah, mm. Dumbledore's not deaf, though. That's true. That's true. He was just out the door. <laughs> that's true. And Hagrid was being super awkward and like yelling. <laughs> That's true. And I'm sure they, like, took them out of the house. And then <laughs> Fudge is like, what on earth was that about? <laughs> it's not like they left the house and suddenly those weird famous last words were forgotten by yeah. all the people in present company. <laughs> That's so funny, though. You're right. I can just imagine Dumbledore being like, <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> 50 years. <laughs> If uh, only Yungledore had been more menacing. <laughs> oh, Yungledore. Always not looking out for Dumbledore. Uh, so, Aragog. Um, I was trying to figure out the whole Aragog thing, and I, I'm like, maybe it's maybe it's backwards for something. And, and it is. I mean, Aragog backwards is, of course, Gogara, which... Um, checks out. Checks out, you know? <laughs> It doesn't need any more explaining. That's it. Do I need to explain that that sounds like one of the Thundercats? Really? <laughs> so well, now it's just like tacky that you said it. Yeah, Gogara. <laughs> clearly, now but this thing speaks English. It it tells them kind of every not everything they need to know. In fact, Ron even points out after they leave, he's like, "What did we get out of this conversation? He talked a lot, but what kind of like usable information did we get out of this?" And not it, much. Yeah, it kind of leads me to wondering, like, how effective was the spider as an exposition bot, or maybe how could she have done this differently? Well, what did we learn? We learned someone died. Someone died. Well, we learned that he's not the monster, and that Hagrid did not release the monster. Hagrid's not the heir. Which I mean, like, maybe all, people all bought things, that, but I never bought that. 
Yeah, all things that they uh, suspected but didn't have proof for. Yeah. Um, and I would say, what what was Hagrid's point? Was Hagrid's point, I'm going to help them solve the mystery? Mm. Or was Hagrid's point, I'm going to help them prove I'm innocent? Oh. I, mm. I sort of, I've always wondered from the beginning, Hagrid directing them to the spiders is 100% self-serving. Well, what did he say to lead them to the spiders again? Always follow the spiders. Hmm. That's, I think that's it. Well, let's see. He says, if anyone would like to find out some stuff... All they would have to do is follow the spiders. Yeah. So find out some stuff that could be interpreted. I mean, that could be solved like, a mystery. But I think if Hagrid knew how to solve the mystery, he would have. Yeah. And he would have already, like, he's probably already talked to Aragog. Hmm. Could be. And if he hasn't. Well, it was news to them that there was a That's a gross oversight by Hagrid's. Like, if, if they believe that Aragog knows something. Mm. Mm-hmm. Which I don't think Hagrid does like i think they just know that like hagrid and aragog were booted at the same time yeah. and both of them wrongly although probably only one of them wrongly the giant spider probably shouldn't have been there in the first place but yeah, probably not <laughs> but that so that that's the point it's hagrid's trying to get them to uh, mount an argument for hagrid hmm interesting I guess I didn't interpret it that way. I figured he was kind of helping them along onto their next step, and he misjudged it poorly because the spider was going to kill them anyway. Even though they have a lot of respect for Hagrid, they're like, well, we like Hagrid. He's a good guy, but... <laughs> it is time for a second breakfast. We are pretty hungry. Yeah. Second breakfast, mm. yeah. So that was a big mistake on Hagrid's part. Clearly he hadn't talked to Aragog. I mean, they if Aragog had known that there was a basilisk, I mean, the spiders freaked out when they heard that the monster was back. Like, everyone is freaking out, and he's like, it sounded like applause, but it was terrifying. Uh, Unless, I guess it's possible that Hagrid knows that they know, because they knew. Whoa. <laughs> Words. <laughs> um, <laughs> Hagrid probably does know that they know what the monster is because of the way that they reacted. Yeah, and he probably has yeah. asked. And at the time, when they, when he was expelled... Maybe Aragog could speak then too, and mm. was able to like tell Hagrid like something's not right. I want to get out of here. Like yeah, yeah, it could be. And and Hagrid's just never been able to get it out of Aragog. Hmm. He's just been too afraid to say it. And he can't find. He wasn't able to find whatever library book Hermione found either. He's just is, not a good researcher. He is, and he is not really good at getting details out of people. He's no. the person out of whom people get details. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So this whole thing was a big misreading on Hagrid's part. I think he thought that more things would happen than they did. I don't think he thought he was going to put them in danger. So Ron is definitely upset with Hagrid. Mm -hmm. And I I feel like he's going to get a tongue lashing. Uh, And Harry just seems like, you know, so focused on what they learned. And it turns out pretty much the usable information that they actually work with is that it's Moni Myrtle. Or, as Ron likes to say, <laughs> let me flip to it. Mm, it's terrible. It's terrible, people, I promise you. Mm. How long is this chapter? There we go. So at the end of the chapter, Ron says, <clears throat> You don't think. Not 
Moaning Myrtle. Ba 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 ba. So, so this chapter as a whole, like, did it work? Did you, like, what what questions did it leave you with? This is this is maybe my least favorite chapter of this book. Hmm. I I don't really care for Aragog. I I think it's well written. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's anything about about. Uh, I don't I don't like Aragog is a little exposition bot like. Mm-hmm. Uh, but other than that, I don't really have many problems with the writing of hmm. it. I just don't really enjoy Aragog. I don't enjoy hanging out with him. Yeah, <laughs> and and it's always bothered me that they don't really get much information out of it. And it, it does feel like they went down a, a rabbit hole rather than actually solving the mystery, which I do appreciate from a human perspective of mm-hmm. it. I'm glad that it's not a straight shot for mm-hmm. them to figure it out. That, that I think was a big part of the problem of Sorcerer's Stone is, yeah. is too many straight shots. And so we got to see what it looks like for them to several times this book to to believe it's Draco Malfoy go through all of the motions of making sure they can find out that yes it's definitely Draco Malfoy oh no we're way wrong oh well then we're gonna do this thing because we have no idea what we're doing and Tagrid says we'll learn something and yeah yeah that was basically a a a wash for information yeah and but it's all they had really so I, I like the human aspect of that. I like the car, but I, I don't, I just kind of don't really enjoy the spider colony. It, it gives me the heebie-jeebies a little bit. Yeah. It, it gives me Which some... Which is sh- what it's going for. It's, it does a very good job of it, but is it enjoyable? Meh. Yeah. It's, it's sort of like the pill you have to swallow to get to the next parts, I think. Yeah. <laughs> and I think the only problem I had with it was mainly like, they all speak English. <laughs> for one, like... Spider's mouths, man. I guess maybe it's because I'm like a beekeeper bug guy who's always been into bugs and stuff. But like, there's nothing even closely resembling a, a voice box, much less lips and a mouth and a tongue and nothing like hey, that. Magic. Magic. I mean, they have mouths. Don't get me wrong, but like nothing like that. So that's terrifying. Especially that the pinchers click as they talk. I didn't like that at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it, they're a little cheesy for villains and a little too... Well, not for villains, but for characters and mm-hmm. a little too pedestrian, I think, yeah. in some ways. I like that he had a wife. That was sweet. Didn't like, he call it his wife, too? Yeah, I either wanted <laughs> it to like lean way more into the human characteristics mm. or be incredibly foreign. Gotcha, yeah. And it's just kind of lingering uncomfortably in the middle. Yeah, it's a little uncanny valley, but with spiders. Yeah. Yeah, no, I totally get what you mean. Uh, And this chapter, I mean, like you said, it is a bit of an aside. It is just kind of like a roundabout way to tell stories that adds a bit of world building, adds a little bit of giant spider to the picture. Uh, This chapter doesn't technically need to exist. This, this whole chapter could be taken out and Hagrid's line about following the spider could be taken out and you could start with them visiting Hermione and finding the note and like pretty much find everything you need um, because they could be like pipes well there's some broken pipes in the bathroom maybe Moni and Myrtle knows something like it, this chapter doesn't need to exist but it is cool I'm glad there was it's a nice giant spider it's nice that it's there yeah, yeah. And, it, and it's a good action chapter which we needed one more of before the big boss fight 
We needed that last little, what's going to happen? Are they going to make it? Like, we needed that. Because so so many of the things, like Hermione getting petrified and all that, most of the main, like, scary scenes have been happening in the background. And they just find the aftermath of it. So they needed to be in action just one more time before the big boss fight. Mm -hmm. And I feel like this was a good way to do it. Yeah. It sort of follows the, um, the cinematic plot of, like, your three battles your first battle was that christmas mm. you know going down to, to the slytherin yeah dungeons yeah. and your second battle is this and then you have a third battle coming and you know it's the boss fight yeah because we knew i mean obviously for aragog we knew they were going to get out there was no way they they weren't going to get out but big boss fight now it's like now that we've gotten that last little thing out who knows? Who knows? Mm-hmm. Ron, in theory, could die. I mean, Ginny could, in theory, die. Mm-hmm. But that's for the next chapter. Harry could die and come back a ghost. You don't know anything. Yeah. <laughs> what would Harry's ghost name be? It'd have to be something with an H. Hmm. Harry the... No. Hapless? Hapless? What's what's a short way to say should have told an adult? <laughs> Uh, I wish you'd asked me this yesterday so I could have prepared because yeah. I would have like the thesaurus to the crap out of this question. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, what's a great way to Alas. say kind of incompetent but very brave? <laughs> hapless. Hapless. Oh, so I think that's pretty close. So, hapless Harry. Harry. The- yeah, hapless Harry. Moaning Myrtle. Mm-hmm. Nearly headless Nick. Oh. Poor Nick. <laughs> and old hapless Harry. Always trying so hard. So what's your favorite quote oh, from this chapter? Favorite quote from this chapter. Favorite quotes. Favorite quotes. Favorite quotes. Who was it that baby sharked with me the other day? Me. What were we singing? It was so funny. We were talking Rogue One. Was it was it Rogue One? It was Rogue One, but I forget what Darren Dan was very over it right when we started. <laughs> anyway, favorite quotes. Favorite quotes. All right, favorite quotes. Two seventy one, according to my notes. <clears throat> Let me see what I was talking about here. There we go. Um, they reached Hagrid's house, sad and sorry looking with its blank windows. When Harry pushed the door open. Fang went mad with joy at the sight of them. Worried he might wake everyone at the castle with his deep, booming barks, they hastily fed him treacle toffee from a tin on the mantelpiece, which glued his teeth together. Does yours really say treacle toffee? Yep. What does yours say? Treacle fudge. What? Different editions. Different editions. What is your edition? Look, they're the same. Like, we have the same page numbers. (laughs) Different editions with words struck. Weird. Huh. I think trinkle toffee is the the. That makes way more would, sense than fudge. What they would call it over there. Yeah. Anyway, oh, what was your favorite quote? My favorite quote. I I I do it. I should probably react to yours in oh, some way. Like okay. the fact how how Fang is an adorable puppy. It was just real cute. Nothing but lovable. Yeah, it was real cute. It won me over. I'm a sucker for that. I hope there's no chocolate in that trinkle toffee fudge. Well, if it's a trinkle fudge, there's a way higher chance. I mean, it's it's 
treacle, so that's not chocolate. Oh, okay. But so it's butter and sugar and... Yeah, it's a sweet yeah. thing. Remember, treacle tart is, like, Harry's favorite thing, and the Weasleys made it for him on their last night. I still don't know what the word treacle means. That is I, no... had, I had looked it up one time, because I was like, I've never known what this means. Hmm. I can find it really quickly. You have it written down in pen. I wrote pen, it down. Like, with your hand. Like, I committed to this crap. Man. Wow. <laughs> I always forget people still write things down with their hands sometimes. I, I True do millennial. quite a bit, actually. Clearly. Um... Treacle, where are you? You're not in that chapter. Is this chapter. alphabetized? Is this an index? What's no, going on No, it's here? chapters. Treacle. Um, uncrystallized syrup huh. made during a refining of sugar. Treacle pudding is a sponge cake with treacle cooked on top of it and drizzled on it, often served with custard. So it's a simple syrup, essentially. Basically, yeah. It's, but it's a dark simple syrup. Ooh, that sounds great. Yeah. So what was your favorite quote? Anyway, sorry. <laughs> I'm really distractible tonight. Yeah, that's all right. Um, my favorite quote was on page 275. Nice. Um, and it's when they're in the forest and before they get to Aragog's colony. Uh, and But the the scout picks them up and, and is taking them. And mm-hmm. so they're moving into the very heart of the forest. Harry could hear Fang fighting to free himself from a third monster, whining loudly. But Harry couldn't have yelled even if he had wanted to. He seemed to have left his voice back with the car in the clearing. Ooh, I like that. Yeah, it was... Yeah, that's good. A really good way of saying he couldn't speak it from fear. Like, that's it's such a cliche, but yeah. she she does it so well. He left it with his with the car in the clearing. That is a nice way to put that. Mm-hmm. Well played, well played. Point so, Joanne. Nice. So, on to chapter... 16. <laughs> the Chamber of Secrets. What? That's the name of this book. What? What? (laughs) What's that? I don't even know. So in this chapter, we learn that even when she's petrified, Hermione can save the day. Mm. Lockhart shows his true colors, and Harry and Ron are forced to take him into the chamber to save Ginny from the mighty basilisk. Well, they're not really forced to take. (laughs) You wrote that. (laughs) Don't mince words this is when they're point. your own. <laughs> this is a great point. So, uh, this, man, a lot of things happen in this chapter. You want to start? I have a question for you. Ooh, yeah. It's more of a hypothetical. It's mm. more just airing my frustrations. Mm. How is it no one ever thought to ask the ghost of the dead girl what killed her? <laughs> or when? Or how? She's unbearable. And she didn't actually give them any information whatsoever. She said, I thought it was a boy and he came from that direction. <laughs> yeah, and? Like. And he spoke a weird language? Okay, that's somewhat helpful. Yeah, okay. Yeah. But she's unbearable. <laughs> <laughs> she's the worst. You're unbearable. <laughs> You're getting into Ron territory over there, buddy. Oh, <laughs> shoot. I'm just, I just, I just, I can't believe no one thought to ask her to yeah. try to get more out of her about how she died in 50 years. That's a really good point. <laughs> Dumbledore's totally should have made the like intern do that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And when the intern can't do it right, as we would probably see, Dumbledore yeah. would go in with his wise little half moon glasses mm-hmm. and be like, I, I don't have any candy to offer you. <laughs> Rotten fish? Ah, smells real something. <laughs> Like rotting hell of it. <laughs> mm. That's a very good question. Why did no one ask Moni Myrtle? Uh, and also, 
petrifying and a basilisk how did no one like defense against the dark arts teachers or even lockhart himself know about this or have that as a guess where they're like hmm what petrifies people basilisks not many things you know i would bet that behind closed doors there Mm. had been some debates yeah and someone probably lots of someone's said things along the lines of but those things are giant snakes where's the giant snake gonna hide that's a very good question yeah yeah like harry had extra intel that he heard it yeah and then Hermione knows how to save the day. Yeah. <laughs> so she pieced together the pipes thing. Well, yeah, because Hermione just looks at that and she's like, huh, giant snake. Bet it, it's in the pipes. <laughs> it's a constellation. Snakes are too. You could flush a snake. You cannot flush a diary. One could flush a snake. So someone, whoever flushed the snake, is like, eh, worked for the snake. <laughs> Forgetting that a snake is, in fact, tubular and somewhat willing to yield to a pipe. Uh, unlike a book. So <laughs> they only partially understand a toilet. <laughs> physics. Physics. Wizard physics. Mm. Um, yes. So, and then there's another, like, Harry, Harry mentions something at some point of, um, where is it? It's, a, it's in the end of last chapter, but it's a slam that I totally wanted to make. I can, oh, you're going to have to edit that out. I'm sorry. <laughs> end of last chapter? Yeah, at the end of last chapter, because we, we get to our other person who we ask, what happened? Moaning Myrtle. Oh, okay. um, and they piece those dots together. Harry says, like, well, there was, there was no one else to ask. And I'm like, no one else to ask except for the creature in the forest and the dead girl. <laughs> like... How many adults are there? How many other people could you actually ask? Yeah, that's... Knowing spiders fear it, knowing Mm -hmm. all these things, before they even talk to Myrtle, Mm -hmm. they piece it together. They know who it is. Maybe ask, like, Sprout something. Anybody. Ask an adult. And and Harry came so close in this chapter to talking to McGonagall. So close. And in fact, he probably wanted to talk to McGonagall... But that whole Gilderay Lockhart thing happened, and it's just like, dude, you were so... Man, grab anyone on the way to the Chamber of Secrets, like a student walking by or or something and being like, hey, we're going this way. Like, we're going to morning... Tell someone we're going this way. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just so stupid, man. Like, how how is the Phoenix going to get down there to fly into the mouth of the Basilisk and blow up? I don't... I don't even know. <laughs> I wish I knew. I I'm, love this cannon so much. I mean, with its wings, <laughs> presumably, duh. But like, how do birds fly? <laughs> <laughs> I do you think perhaps one of Hogwarts' greatest failings is the fact that they don't have guidance counselors. <laughs> if Harry had a guidance counselor, how many of these questions would be answered earlier? Yes, and also. If Hogwarts had vision wards, uh, screechers, and anything that you can find in common fantasy and role-playing canons, where it's like, what if, when there's this giant snake roaming around and all the teachers are patrolling, instead they put up a magical spell or a cantrip or something like that that would just alert them to motion or a giant spider or like if you're in danger run up to this wall and push this button and it will alert everyone like there's no alarm system there's no fire drill like 
it's it's there are so many things set in place for this to just fail and i'm not gonna get caught on that too much because like yeah how fun would it be if harry's like and then he ran up and pulled the fire alarm like that's that's not good storytelling so it's like yeah the stakes aren't high enough then yeah which here they are high enough because at the end of last chapter Mm. yeah it's the end of last chapter or the middle of this chapter it's the middle of this chapter that we learn Ginny is gone yeah Ginny's just poof were you, did you see that coming? No, 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 no. Especially, like, why? I mean, Ginny obviously knew something and knew too much. Probably, maybe she was catching on as to who the heir was. Maybe she... Oh. Wait a second. She walked in on Percy doing something. Right? That's what Percy said. Hmm. She walked in on him doing something really strange and embarrassing that maybe he didn't want her telling people about. Hmm. Very interesting. So. Not going to say anything. Wow. I, I literally pieced that together. Really? Yep. As you asked that question, I pieced that together. So, wow. Um, so what was Percy doing? Well... <laughs> I had it in the notes where I'm like, is this an adult Easter egg? Because usually if an older brother is like, yeah, she walked on me in on me doing something kind of. Oh, I could totally see how you'd read that. Yeah. Like, I lock didn't your doors. Go there at all. There's got to be a knock system, you know? <laughs> it's, a, it's an all boys dormitory. Uh, so, yeah, I kind of pieced together. I'm like, well, that was weird. I wonder what she walked in on him doing. What do you think the point of that was, if that... I guess I just wasn't sure what to do with you that. You just wrote it off as... Until right now, yeah. Interesting. It, it would have clicked eventually, but... It did. It did. It did. You got there. So, Percy, huh? That's awkward. Uh, <laughs> that, that opens up a whole new set of questions. Yeah. <clears throat> but um, I do feel before we get much further with that, Plotline. We should put a pin in it. We need to talk about Lockhart. Mm. Because, like, this whole book has been spending just so much time on Lockhart. Chapter after chapter and paragraph after paragraph. Lockhart, Lockhart, Lockhart. Setting him up to be, if not the bad guy, definitely in a major, major pivot moment with this character. pain. Like, so much time on a pain. And honestly... So far, this payoff has not been worth it. We watched him get kind of humiliated by the teachers who were like, you know, he comes into the super serious moment. He's just being a total jack person about it and like not taking it seriously. So they pretty much put his feet to the fire and are like, oh, good thing you're here, buddy, because you're going to go figure this out all by yourself. And like, so he did get his comeuppance with the teachers. In a strange show of, like, group bullying. Like, I completely understand how frustrating mm. it must be to work with Lockhart. Yeah. But... But they're potentially sending him to his death. Yeah, that is not a safe choice. And no. I can't believe McGonagall's the one who does it. Like, and then she's like, well, that got him out of our hair like, now that he's out of the way. I wonder if they thought he was just going to run because he's a giant coward. She probably knew he was going to He's bounce. like, now that I, like, put this on him, he's he's gone. Because what about his answer was convincing that he was actually going to do it? 
Like he's he he stuttered. He lost all composure. He's like, yeah, I'll 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 go get ready. And she's like, right, yep, go do it. And I think it even says she just says right, <laughs> like, all right. That's what I thought. So I don't think they really were trying to send him to his doom, but it it was definitely this moment of. I, I feel like I was supposed to feel like vindicated in that and justified. Like, yeah, tell him. But instead, I'm just like. Okay, they could have done this a long time ago. And then turns out he's running away and and the big twist, the big twist is that he's a fraud. And like, okay, yeah, and like that's been kind of obvious. Either he was a fraud or he was f- faking being a fraud but was actually a mastermind. And I think as it got closer, it was kind of hard I kind of liked that headcanon. I was like, I kind of wish he was faking being a fraud well, and yeah. up to something else. That would have been a, I mean, I that would have been a valid wasn't plot line. Up to that, but I was like, man, if he were like a secondary villain of yeah, some sort, yeah. that would have been interesting. Or if he'd come to Hogwarts knowing something, somehow knowing that this was going to happen, yeah, and knowing yeah. like someone's going to save the day, and, and when I'm going to be close by to I'm steal gonna, their story. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And that's how they could have played it. And honestly, it's not too late. It's not too late, because he's down there with them, with the Basilisk. So it's like, if they do defeat the Basilisk, mm-hmm. it's very possible that he tries to wipe their memories. Like, not, I guess maybe they took his wand away now. But like, I feel if she had spent, if she had written this book three years later, four years later, she may have actually invested in that route a bit mm-hmm. more because this current payoff with Gilderoy is not enough. It's he's like, really, he's a giant red herring for a long time. Yeah, and... yeah. But it was almost too big of a red herring. You know, it's almost like how she keeps shoveling it down our throat that Snape's such a, a bad guy that I'm like, nope. No, you're trying too hard here. I'm sure he's done bad things or might do bad things, but I'm just, you're trying too hard. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of how it was with Lockhart, too, where I'm like, man, if he actually is the bad guy, this was a very, very, very sweet pill to swallow. And I don't know. So I guess I, closing statements for Lockhart, like, unless he does pull the whole, like, oh, you defeated him, now I'm actually going to try to wipe your memory again. He's just kind of a weak villain. And and not even a villain. He gives the evil villain monologue, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Oh, it's so bad. It's so bad. It's so bad. Like, <laughs> he tells them everything that he did and how he got away with it. And then he's like, and now I'm going to do it to you too. So if you would stand still, I'm going to cast a memory spell now. Three, two, To one. what end? Do you think he did that with all of those other people? whose stories he stole. He does have an ego. I can't believe that those people didn't, like, find an opening if he monologued at them. Especially, like, witches and wizards who are capable of taking down monsters, yet they trusted him, you know? And and he... he, I mean, he's good at sucking up to people. He could have fed him the line of, like, I want to share your story with the world, you know? I'm a a reporter. I'm a writer. I want to share your story and they told him everything and then just as they're sitting there drinking tea he's like and memory spell i think i i think that they probably spied some of it Hmm. and and he's had to move quickly and he's had to be really secretive before and he completely underestimated these kids yeah who granted they didn't best him necessarily it was ron's faulty wand yep yep 
that put a dent in his plan. This but I wonder if like Lockhart, the great storyteller, mm-hmm. has just been dying to brag about the actual thing that he did for years. Especially to the great Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because, you know... He's like, oh, Harry, you may think you have some kind of legacy, but, oh, you have no idea. Like, he's a storyteller. Yeah. And apparently a pretty good one. Yeah, yeah, if people buy his books. But none of his stories have ever been true to him. And so to finally get to tell his own story, which yeah. isn't bad. It's it's not, like, admirable, but it's an interesting story. It's compelling, for sure. Like, yeah. to finally get to own it Yeah, is, is probably... Like, he's just been dying to share it at some point. I could see him pulling an OJ and, like, eventually if word got out that this whole thing was false and, you know, how he did it and all that, writing a book of, like, if I did it. Mm-hmm. Which is so tongue-in-cheek. It's it's very interesting. Uh, but nope. Uh, he was a victim to classic, like, Scooby-Doo, mm-hmm. like, stuff. Uh, there's a oh scooby-doo syndrome there we go where it's like you underestimated them because they're just a bunch of bumbling idiots but it turns out they were just the right kind of bumbling idiot to take you out uh and ron's broken wand which is still stupid should have been fixed a long time ago harry's got the money dumbledore's got the money mcgonagall's got the money just do it it's dangerous but whatever move the plot along it's i would argue that ron's broken wand I, I really liked your point that you made early on when I was having such a hard time with like, <laughs> why why isn't this uh-huh. fixed yet? Why don't they, why don't they have a way to address this? And he said, well, she needs it broken. And you were like, and we found the reason it's broken when That's... Ron's spewing. And, and I was like, sure, yep. we did. Yep. And we, now we're we finding f- found even... that reason. I mean, <laughs> by that I mean not at all, but we will. <laughs> yep. And we just find it over and over. And we might even get one more out of it down in the basement. Who knows? Maybe the basilisk will puke up roosters. <laughs> right? Follow? Follow? <laughs> oh, take me through this. Take yeah. me through this. So, right. so say a basilisk yeah. pukes up a rooster. Yep. What's Where'd... that rooster going to do? It's very surprised. It was just coughed up by a basilisk out of nowhere. Well, it's got to breathe first, yeah. but then it'll probably make a sound, perhaps yep. a crow. Uh... <laughs> yeah, buddy. So... <laughs> So this is how the basilisk dies, all right? So where did the roosters come from? Now where did the slugs come from? Magic. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's like actually a necromancy spell, and he's like reanimating all the slugs that he's eaten, and he has a secret. This habit. took a dark turn. <laughs> mm. Anyway, uh, uh, so Gilderoy Lockhart, do you have a closing statement for Gilderoy? Anything you'd like to say to him or about him? it's i mean i i totally understand why they brought him because the minute they bumped into him and then things got bad like i don't understand why they went after him to say like he's going down there i can't believe that they believed that lockhart was actually gonna go try to solve the mystery yeah no um that that doesn't make sense i agree but then once they stumble upon like once they're they have that interaction with him and lockhart's like and now i have to wipe your memories like Mm. that's at the end and they like get the upper hand and force him with them like yeah you you can't leave that person who's proven themselves untrust untrustworthy to walk away because he could easily just follow you for five minutes surprise you then wipe your memory he's clearly hostile so like 
have to keep him close in order to keep an eye on him and make sure he doesn't thwart the actual good they're trying to do. Yeah. But it's so frustrating. Like, I wish that they could have just avoided running into him. Mm-hmm. Or, or, or not avoided running running into him, but avoided seeking him out. Yeah. And if they had to run into him, which, I mean, to make the things happen in this chapter, they did. They needed him there to have it. They bump into him and he, like, has a moment of teacherliness. Of, like, what are you doing out? Yeah, yeah. And then, and then Lockhart pieces it together. Like, I know what you kids are doing. You're going after this thing. And yeah. then, like, tries to be all teacherly and, like, no, you can't. Like, well, well, fine. If you kids think you know where it is, well, let's, I think we just need to deal with it. Yeah, yeah. And, and sort of keep them under the ruse still, if if that's the case. He, yeah, he was silly. Scooby-Doo syndrome. Mm-hmm. It is monologue to, just to get it all off of his chest. He should have handled it differently. Mm-hmm. Everybody should have handled this differently. They were acting as if Hermione was with them, and Hermione is like, no, let's give him a chance. But she wasn't. And they still did that. Uh, I don't know. This whole character thing, I'm a little bit disappointed in how this whole Gilderoy thing worked out. It's just not, eh. Because I kind of read that and I'm like, oh, all right. Hermione was going to be so disappointed. Oh, she's going to be so bummed. She's going to be so heartbroken. Dude, she's way cooler than he is. I mean, maybe that's the message. You are. Maybe you're way cooler than the people you look up to. Hermione? Yeah. She is obviously way, way she's cooler. She's way cooler. She is... She's like life goals right there. Yeah. So back to Percy? What? Percy. What? What, was, what was Percy doing? And then Ginny saw it and she was, she saw something. Uh-huh. And she was trying to tell Harry and Ron something. Yeah. And then she bounced as soon as Percy came. And Percy was a little bit, a little bit, not hostile. I mean, he's an older brother. She's a younger awkward. sister. But he's like, I'm taking your seat. <laughs> and he's like, if you're done, I'm sitting there really hungry been patrolling all the time and i i don't know i get i mean i guess i just pieced this together as we were talking and i feel a little bit silly for that because it definitely stuck out like a sore thumb um from the from the beginning he was um doing things in his room remember at the at the weasleys yeah but that, sort of wondered what he was doing that always seemed somewhat in character though and, and I was still convinced he was making that fire mixtape. So, I mean, maybe he still maybe is. Maybe that's how he controls the basilisk. Basilisk beats, baby. <laughs> beats for a basilisk. Uh, <laughs> anyway, so Percy very well might be. I could totally see it. The heir, but he's not. No, no, no. But Percy's. What, is he doing some kind of, like, dark incantation? He's like, her bones will rest in the chamber forever. Like, dude, that's your sister, man. Like, what are you? Who are you? Who of the Weasleys has the ambition to maybe live up to Slytherin? Mm, Why wouldn't he be put in Slytherin? He's secretly evil and he chose otherwise with a greater endgame in mind. Dude, Percy the Mastermind... That, I mean, if if that's the case, she got me. She yeah. got me. And, I mean, it, it's kind of looking like, what are our options at this point? Yeah, if if, if not Percy, who? Yeah, no, no. Do it's got to ha- be Percy. Do you have any other guesses? Nope. You're, you're, you're set on Percy, okay. I mean, well. I, I probably should have led you elsewhere. 
No, but as soon as as soon as I thought about that again, and I mean, I even had it written in the notes. Like, what was that whole thing with Percy about? And yeah, Percy is the heir, huh? Yeah, I guess you got me. That's really interesting. First prize! Yay! <laughs> Percy, surprise! She got me. So I just don't know how to. Man, I mean, I guess I'm gonna go read the chapters right after this anyway, and I'll find out. But for now, it's kind of killing me that like, why would someone kidnap your sister? Maybe he's not gonna kill her. Maybe he's not gonna kill her. He might not kill her. Yeah, that was that was my next question. Did, will Ginny survive? Of course, she's gonna marry Harry Potter. Duh. But if Harry becomes hapless Harry, Ginny could become uh-huh. some other ghost and they could become go had to have some ghostly nuptials and There is a new Paul Simon song called Werewolves. And it talks about a husband and a wife in the first verse and she kills him with a sushi knife. And then they <laughs> go to shop for a fairly decent afterlife together. So that's what that reminded me of. A ghost I'm couple. Just saying, it's a magical world. It is. Wow. So, a lot to think about with this. Um, um, one other question I had uh-huh. for you was, what do you, uh, sort of, you've sort of already answered this, but not quite. What will Harry see? Because he goes off on his own. Oh, yeah. He has to? Because why again? Because uh, the cave collapsed when Ron's wand backfired and he's on the chamber end of things. And Ron is stuck with Lockhart on the other side and a faulty wand, which that could go poorly. Um, And Harry has to go on alone to save Ginny. What's Harry going to find in the chapter, in in the chamber? Wow. Given now what I know... Or what I think I know, of course. Um, I think wow. I think I think. Yeah, this is. I'm gonna have to piece this together on the fly. Um, <laughs> do you ever do anything else? <laughs> <laughs> I plan things sometimes. Uh, so I'm gonna try and reverse engineer this. A phoenix somehow saves the day with Dumbledore in tow. That's how, to a certain extent, this has to end. Is something with the phoenix. So how does the phoenix get there? Why is the phoenix there? There's got to be some sort of monologue where the person explains what they're doing and why they're doing it. I mean, for one, let's get it out there. Harry's got to go in blind. Because he knows even if they're looking at reflective surfaces, that just petrifies them. So you can't, not even reflectively, you can't even look at this thing. So if he, get, if he has a hunch that he's close to the basilisk... He's got to he's got to blind himself or go in blind or cover his eyes or something like that. So we know he's going to have to go in somewhat blind. That's going to be a factor in the battle. Um, maybe he's going to blind the basilisk himself, but that's going to somewhere in there. He's going to have that disability. He's by himself. He's blind. Um, Ginny's going to be there, maybe alive, maybe unconscious. I mean, definitely alive, maybe unconscious. Boy, I don't know, man. Part of me thinks that maybe she's just floating in midair like Jean Grey and just like doing like rituals and parcels. That'd be epic. That would be epic. (laughs) I don't know, man. Like, what's Percy going to do? Like, fight him? Sick the basilisk on him? Why kill Harry Potter? This whole... I don't know, man. I mean, if if he is the heir of Slytherin... Yeah. Why kill Harry Potter... 
Harry yeah, Potter the, stands the, the for everything Slytherin itself. didn't. Harry actively chose not to be Slytherin. Yeah. But Percy is very ambitious, and that would get his name in a lot of history books as being the bad guy. Um, well, he could come out of there and act like he saved his sister. He could. I don't believe that. There's something else here. There's something else. I'm. The fact that I missed this Percy thing, I'm going to have to go back and figure it out. Because I don't trust. I don't trust these trails. You're leading me down right now. Nope. 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 <sighs> I don't know. I really. I really uh, want to talk about what happens. We're just not there yet. <laughs> well, let's just talk about favorite quotes then. Okay. That's where, that's where we're at anyway. I have two. Okay. I have two. One's funny and one's not. Mm. <laughs> I like that we're leaving this episode with a cliffhanger. By the way. <laughs> That's, eh, I don't know what's going to happen. Something. Honestly, I don't think we could have done it any other way, though. No, nah, that's how the book did it. I mean, whew. you're welcome. Yeah, it was so mean of you to leave off on this chapter, man. <laughs> it's been like a week and a half since I've been able to read it. Well, remember the Sorcerer's Stone when I left you off on, and then Harry entered the room. <laughs> <laughs> and you were like, I hate you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Such an epic payoff. It wasn't <laughs> It wasn't. It wasn't even it was. Snape. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, we were so young. We were so bright-eyed and bushy-tailed back then. I was then. so hopeful that things would look up. Um, okay, so my first favorite quote is mm. on two eighty-nine, um, and it's when Harry and Ron go to visit Hermione, and they're uh, trying to figure out uh, that basically McGonagall accidentally directed them to Hermione, and so like, okay, well now we have to go sit by petrified Hermione mm-hmm. to make good on that. Um, Awkward. <laughs> uh, and so they're talking to Madame Pomfrey and she says, there's just no point in talking to a petrified person, she said. And they had to admit she had a point when they'd taken their seats next to Hermione. It was plain she didn't have the faintest inkling that she had visitors and that they might just as well tell her bedside cabinet not to worry for all the good it would do. <laughs> mm. Made me chuckle. The bedside cabinet. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Don't worry. It's okay, <laughs> It'll little be okay. guy. It's fine. It'll be okay. And then my other one is on page 304. Mm. And it's when Harry is telling Ron, okay, I have to go on because mm. we're here to save Ginny. And she's yeah. not, she's not she's here. Kinda, I, gotta, I gotta go. Yeah. And Ron realizes, oh my gosh, my best friend's going after to to save my sister and he says i'll try and shift some of this rock said ron <laughs> who seemed to be trying to keep his voice steady so you can can get back through and he's like oh, cut wow. off and i was just like oh my gosh i'm gonna cry yeah wow ron could lose his best friend and his sister and he's just kind of like all he can do is like move <sighs> rocks oh poor little gryffindor ron <laughs> i was really saddened by that anyway what's your favorite quotes <laughs> That is sad. I was just kind of blazing through. I'm like, gotta finish it out. God, what's gonna happen? And I kind of just like went past that. <sighs> Weird. I wonder what Ron's ghost name would be. <sighs> Tweet us. <laughs> what would Ron's ghost name be? And Ginny. And Ginny. Yeah. Oh, genius Ginny? No. It's, really... it's gotta be kind of sad. Yeah. <laughs> It doesn't play up their best features. That's part of it. Mm-hmm. My favorite quotes. <clears throat> I put 301. I think I picked this one for a strange reason, if I recall correctly. 
Yep, 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 301. So that's right at the top here. I'm going down there, he said. He couldn't not go, not that the, not now that they had found the entrance to the chamber, not if there was even the faintest, slimmest, wildest chance that Ginny might be alive. The author doesn't do that very often. Uh, triple down on something. And I thought it was a good way to show that really, no, seriously, if there was a 0, 0, 0, 0, 0, 0, 0, 0, 0, whatever, if there was a tiny, tiny, tiny chance, Harry would put himself in front of a basilisk. And, and that shows his loyalty to Ron and his family and everything that they've done for him. It shows his loyalty to Dumbledore and to unsolved, you know, proving his name, clean his name, his loyalty to Hagrid. But just saying, like, the faintest, slimmest, wildest chance. That's what Harry's going on. That's it, man. That's a sliver. So I think it also shows his his courage and also his um Oh, I lost it. Yeah. For only knowing two spells, he has a lot of courage. <laughs> he can do Expellius and he can do Lumos. Uh, what else can he do? He failed at doing Alohomora. Oh, yep. Tal- Talent Allegra. He can do Terran Allegra, which he should have done to Lockhart. Which won't be very guns. helpful for a thing that doesn't have legs. <laughs> <laughs> Would have worked on the spider. That was his backup plan for the spider. I'm, I'm sure if the car hadn't been there, he would have been like, all y'all are dancing. <laughs> Let's dance. And they danced their way out of it. Play me off, Sam. <laughs> I'm convinced that was his backup plan. Uh, so, boy. Yeah, Harry's a good friend. Um, I just hope that he can stall off the basilisk long enough for the phoenix to fly into his mouth and explode. Um, there will be fireworks. There will be fireworks. It's Phoenix gonna... works. Phoenix works. Hmm. Nice. Uh, Percy. Turns out we're coming for you. We're coming for you. I have no idea what's going to happen next, and that makes me really happy. So, uh, if this also makes you happy, let us know, man. Give us some ratings on iTunes, man. Give us some love because we love love. We love hearing from you. We do. That too. That's yeah. kind of my favorite part about this. Yes. Yeah. Whenever anyone reaches out to us. Dude, and we have a couple of people that are just awesome at reaching yeah. out for us. And it's been so fun talking to y'all. And like, let's get more of you. Mm-hmm. We, we have time, right? We can figure it out. Shoot us an email at uh, wordstruckpodcast. Yep. At, at gmail.com. Gmail. I don't usually do this. You can finish it out. <laughs> you can also. Uh, you can tweet us at wordstruckpod mm-hmm. or directly at me, at Alyssa Small or at Clark Hodges. Um, and you can also find us on Facebook. We are Wordstruck, and our um, our podcast network is Secret Weapon Productions. So, thank you guys so much for hanging out with us. It's and been fun. We'll see you for the final chapters. Happy New Year! Woo! That's a couple weeks in. Bye bye. <laughs>